Well, thank you, Mary Alice and Terry and music team and everyone making worship possible this morning. We do continue our series, Fired Up, as we look at adventures of the early church in Acts and discovering a fired up life. And this morning we're looking at Rise and Be Healed. We are in Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 16. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. A man lame from birth was being carried in. People would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called Beautiful Gate so that he could ask for alms from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping up, he stood and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. And they recognized him as the one who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While they clung to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's portico, were utterly astonished. When Peter saw it, he addressed the people. You Israelites, why do you wonder at this, or why do you stare at us, as though by our own power or piety we had made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided on releasing him. But you rejected the holy and righteous one and asked, instead of murder given to you, and killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, but by faith in his name. His name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and minds this morning. Wow. I don't know if you've caught some of the youthful spirit that is... Uh, let loose in our church lately, but it is so fantastic. Uh, great to see these young people coming back from camp. How many went to camp when you were younger? Wow. Do you, does it bring back some memories seeing these young people share? Their faith is so fabulous. And then, of course, um, last, the week ago, we had Vacation Bible School, and it was so great to be part of that. It was just so energetic, so energizing to see our, our young kids, our youth, uh, getting fired up. And we, and we had youth leaders, too, that helped out, and so they did a great job, too, and uh, Terry and all the volunteers, and man, I just enjoy being part of that. And, uh, and then for all of us, I guess even some young and old alike, uh, how many celebrated the 4th of July? Fireworks? How, how, many's, how many had neighbors who just wouldn't stop celebrating the... <laughs> I, I love that post. I see it every year that says, uh, if I just had 10% of the money my neighbors spend on fireworks, I'd be rich. Well, so, but I don't even know. I, I guess we all sort of rediscover our use of spirit around the 4th of July. Hopefully it doesn't get carried away. But, uh, you know, it's just great to, to celebrate and to have some excitement. And the book of Acts, as I've been saying, is a book about the early church that is on fire with the Holy Spirit, on fire with the witness of the Lord. Everything is not going smoothly there for the church all the time, but they are so on fire that they are changing the world in powerful ways. And so we're in this series this summer 
called Fired Up. And of course, Pentecost Sunday, we looked at open the windows and in the moment when the Holy Spirit came in like a rushing mighty wind and there were like flames of fire in the people and, and, and Peter stood up boldly and preached and shared God's word and people heard it in every language that was there. And then it is not stopped there, but it is continued. And then last Sunday, as we celebrated VBS Sunday, we talked about hearts on fire. As you look at young and old men and women, every race, every place being ignited with the fire of the Holy Spirit who is with us now. And this morning we look at rise and, and be healed and continue to think about the early church and how the Holy Spirit was touching their lives in a powerful and practical way. And thinking about in our own lives, are we allowing God's Holy Spirit to move in our hearts and lives and in our, in our family of faith? And so I invite you back into this moment in the early church and thinking about that. And as we do, I want you to think about three questions in this series this summer. And the first question is, what is your level of passion? What is your level of passion for God's love for us? And then what is your gift that God has given you to share? Maybe more than one, but for sure at least one gift. What gift has God given you to share? And then what is your level of resilience facing adversity? All those things are found in the book of Acts, and you know, there's other things as well, but I want you to think about those three things, passion, gift to share, and your resilience for living that God has given you through the Holy Spirit. Well, in this moment, which is shortly after uh, the Holy Spirit has filled the disciples, not just the 12, but 120 and more, 3,000 that first day of Pentecost were touched by uh, the fire of God's love and the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. And we're told that Peter and John were on their way to the temple. And they were still worshiping in, in the Jewish temple. That's very, very important. And they were doing both as uh, Christ has come to share his love to all people. And Peter and John were on the way. And there was a layman that was brought in at the temple uh, gate called Beautiful, the Beautiful Gate. And, you know, for all of us, I think the first thing is to see the need. And Peter and John saw the need of that layman, Right? And for us today, I don't know if you're like me, but you look around the world today, I don't care whether you're watching TV uh, or you're reading the newspaper or you're just walking down the street, and the, the need's overwhelming. I mean, how do you respond to that with your heart? I mean, because you kind of feel sometimes like if you open your heart to everyone, it's just like, man, you're, you're, you're just like, your heart is, um, is hurting, isn't it? Uh, with the needs that are around our world and uh, injustice, and we think of, um, of people who are sick and people who are hurting, and people who are grieving, and your heart is broken. But God's heart was broken too. God looked at us, at all of humanity, and sent Christ to us to share his love. And God has commissioned us to do exactly that, to do what we can. And so Peter and John did what? They saw the need. They saw the need of this layman. And what does that remind you of? What story that we saw recently does that remind you of out there? Remember Jesus at the pool of Bethesda where the layman was there? And Jesus didn't look away either. He looked right at the layman and engaged them. And here's Peter and John, disciples, not the Lord, but who'd follow the Lord, who'd work with the Lord, who'd been trained by the Lord, and they're doing what Jesus did. They saw the need. And... Um, and John, we're not sure, <laughs> Peter is caught with this boldness in this moment and, and looks right at him and says, look at us, you know, not like look at us, but look, 
look here. I'm not looking away. I'm, I'm looking at your need. And I think for all of us, we need to do the same. I, I know it hurts sometimes for us to, to see, and when you see, you tend to share that need. But we have a, a hurting world, hurting in so many different ways. And we don't have to have all the answers. Part of it is just to say, I'm here with you. I'm here with you. I see your need, and I'm there with you. And I think that's what Peter and John were saying. And next is to share your gift. And in this moment, Peter looks at this man, and John's there. I wonder if John's going, like, what's Peter going to do now? You know, <laughs> Peter was more reserved. John was that impetuous one that uh, jumped right out there. And in this moment, though, man, the Holy Spirit uses that. And Peter looks at him, and the, the man says, do you have something for me? right? Some alms, some, something to share. And Peter looks at him and said, silver and gold I don't have, but such as I have, give I you. Rise, stand, and walk. Wow. Wow. I, I love, I don't know if you grew up with the King James, some I did, and there's the new King James now, but I, I love the way that translation puts it, which is, uh, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto you rise and be healed. I love that translation, man. Some of that still just sort of rings, but whatever your translation is, man, it's just, it's, it's just powerful in this moment. As, uh, as Peter and John say, silver and gold have I not. Now, a lot of us would stop there. I don't have any money today, right? I don't have any money. Now, I know, you know, all of us have gifts. Your gift might be silver and gold that you have to share and make a difference. We have people that are making a difference in, in Habitat and people who are, are making a difference with our youth programs and, um, you know, camp and VBS and so many gifts. But that wasn't Peter and John's gift. And Peter, in that boldness of the moment, uh, reaches out to the man and says, rise and be healed. Stand and walk. And wow, wow. Talk about sharing a gift. And I want to just ask you for a moment, because your gift might not be healing. And honestly, what does Peter do, though, later when he's asked about it? He gives all the glory to God. He says, it's not us. It's the Holy Spirit that is at work. And a lot of times we have to discern the work of the Spirit, or we have to pray and let the Spirit do whatever the Spirit is, uh, is doing. But we all have a gift to share. What's your gift? Maybe it is that alms. Maybe it's a, it's a gift of, um, of teaching, or maybe it's a, a gift of of teaching Sunday school or music or, or so many other things, but the Holy Spirit has given us all a gift or more than one gift. Or what new gift is God storing in you this morning in this season of Pentecost? As he said, Pentecost is not just a day, it's a season, and it's the only season that follows the day, but it's, we're in Pentecost all summer long. So what is the gift that God has given you? What is a gift maybe that's sort of the the flame has died down on it, and you need to breathe new life in it and let the Spirit work. Or maybe God is, is moving aside some of the, the sand, some of the debris, and you're discovering a new gift in whatever age. Remember Moses, as we looked at Moses last week, was 80 years old when God called him from the burning bush to a life of adventure in the wilderness with the Israelites, but first he had to face Pharaoh. So what is your gift? Peter and John didn't have silver, didn't have gold, but they spoke a word of healing. They had a moment of compassion. It moved them to do something. So we see the need and we discover our gift. We share that gift, whatever God has given us, and then to take a step of faith. Now, I think that step of faith was multifaceted in some ways, right? I mean, First of all, Peter had the boldness to reach out to the man and said, uh, rise and be healed, right in that moment, as many of the translations say. And I don't know that I have that much faith. <laughs> I have faith enough to pray, and I've seen God 
do some amazing miracles of faith. But Peter in that moment is just touched by the Holy Spirit, and God has led him and given the faith for that moment, and the man is, is healed. And the man also had to have faith, didn't he? Because he, you know, had to, to stand up. And, and then what does he do? He, he shares his own gift, doesn't he? He's leaping and jumping and praising the Lord. Wouldn't you too? If you were lame from birth and all of a sudden you were healed. And man, it's just, it's powerful. And so he begins to draw people to Peter and John who do what? They don't take the glory. They give the glory to God and say it's because of the name of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and Peter shares in that moment. And Peter says something beautiful in verse 20. I didn't, we don't have enough time to read all of it, but you can read all of that. Peter talks about the time of refreshing in verse 20, and I love that. It's like the waters of the Spirit, as well as the fire and power of the Holy Spirit, are there to refresh and to renew your soul and to help things grow. Uh, and I think it's so, so powerful. Uh, I hope you were here, or if you weren't here, you have a chance to listen online to Denny's testimony, Denny O'Brien, who's out there this morning, who shared his testimony in June uh, when I was away on vacation, I tuned in and, and uh, watched it. And uh, it's so powerful. And, and Denny, of course, had stage four cancer and, uh, and, and prayed. We prayed here and people prayed out throughout the community and, and probably throughout the nation. And, uh, and it wasn't just God, but God working through our medical people too, right? Our, our doctors and sort of the miracle of modern medicine and all of that working together. So this isn't an admonition to, to push aside our doctors and nurses and medical folks, they have gifts that they're sharing, and God uses that. But God works together in different ways. And so, Denny, man, what a miracle that uh, to be healed and uh, from, from cancer. We are just so excited about that. And uh, it's beautiful. I hope you'll uh, hear Denny's testimony, and you can, you can watch it online, or you can just talk to, to Denny because he's always happy to share that. I would say, too, it's important to say, that when we pray, people are not always healed the way that we would like them, okay? So, you know, sometimes people look at this moment or some other moment in Scripture and say, okay, God always works in this way. God doesn't always work in this way. You can look in Scripture or other places. So this isn't supposed to be a formula. It's a moment where the Holy Spirit is at work. But, you know, that promise in James says when someone's sick or when someone needs forgiveness, it puts them all together body, mind, and spirit, come together and, and to pray. Pray and trust God that we'll, God will do the right thing. And sometimes the miracle is to our doctors. That's, that's fine. Sometimes the miracle is dramatic. Sometimes the miracle is slow. Sometimes the miracle isn't anything that we thought the miracle would be. I love the story of Joni Erickson Tata. She's one of my favorite speakers and um, women of faith. She's, she's just amazing. And when she was just a teenager, she dove into the water and she hit her head on a rock, and she was immediately paralyzed and became a paraplegic. And she was rescued, went to the hospital, and, and she prayed for healing. She wanted to be able to walk and to run. She was athletic, but she was never healed in that way. And she said she looked up, and someone had put a plaque there in her hospital room that says, God has put a hedge around you. And she was just saying there, Lord, yeah, hedge, because I can only look up. Praise the Lord. The Spirit's at work there, right? Um, fired up. But she could only look up at the Lord. But God moved in her, and, and God seemed to whisper to her spirit that, that he was going to use that in a miraculous way. 
she never walked, but she learned to use a wheelchair, and she uses, um, she's able to go about and to, to write using um, a device in her, in her mouth, and she's an artist. She paints with a paintbrush in her mouth, and you would not believe the beautiful works of art that she has. She's written books. She shares her testimony. She's been an encouragement to so many people, and it is a miracle of God, and she shares that it's a miracle of God, but not the miracle that she originally saw. You and I don't always know how the Holy Spirit works. That's one of the things about the Holy Spirit. But God does have a plan and purpose. God is at work. God is at work today in this time and age every bit as much as God was at work back then. I have stood beside hospital beds and prayed. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, a miraculous moment of healing happened. And I've had other moments where I stood beside a hospital bed and prayed, and God's miracle of peace that transcends all understanding, and God's mighty, deep, abounding love surrounded us in a way that made passage from this life to the next life a miracle in itself. And it wasn't always the way that I would have planned it, and many of you are in the same place. But we do have the promise always that Jesus is with us. God's Holy Spirit surrounds us. And God will be with us in this life. And God, when the time comes, will walk us from this life to the next life. We lost a dear friend this week with John Hawkins. And of course, boy, I wanted a miracle for John. But the miracle that I won didn't happen. But I can tell you that as I prayed with John before, um, when he went on hospice, that he, that he was ready, that his heart was, was right. And, um, and we shared faith and we shared prayers. And we weep with families that weep and we rejoice with families that rejoice because we're, we're a family of faith. We're here with the Holy Spirit. But we have to look at each other and to see the need to care about each other as a family, to allow God's Holy Spirit to move with us. And there are moments of rejoicing, there are moments of weeping, but we're all in it together. That's what families do. And today we're going to celebrate around the Lord's table as God has um, given us this moment that we come around the table of the Lord. And we think about when we come around when Jesus was with his last disciples, and we think about the moment when the Israelites were taken from uh, the land of bondage in Egypt and slavery to a land of freedom, and then how Jesus sort of fulfilled that and pushed us forward to look at a moment when we will be reunited around God's heavenly home, and God will work in our lives forevermore in a way that we've never known. But we know that when we come around there, we have spiritual food that strengthens, sustains us, helps us with God's grace, nurtures us to grow. Today, as we think about the season of Pentecost, and we think about being a family of faith, a family that finds its roots way back in Jesus, and in this moment of Scripture where everybody was discovering their, their ministry, their gift, everybody was sharing their gifts in different ways, and the church was on fire, God still desires that for us today. God's Holy Spirit is still at work. And God has given all of us a gift, but you and I have to look 
at those in need and be willing to share that moment, to be directed and empowered by the Holy Spirit to share our gift and to take a step of faith, which often is so difficult because it's a step into the unknown. But when we do, amazing things will happen. We have to always be open to the Holy Spirit because the miracle that God worked and Joni Erickson taught his life was different than the miracle that God worked when Peter and and John looked at that man and said, rise and be healed. But the same Holy Spirit is at work today. The same Holy Spirit is at work yesterday and today and forever. And friends, as we gather around the table of the Lord this morning, I invite us to open our hearts and lives to God's Holy Spirit. Will you join me in prayer? Lord, as we think about how you empowered these early disciples, not just the 12, but all of them with your Holy Spirit, how you use their gifts and talents to work together as an army of faith, as a family of faith working together and drew them into ever deeper ministry and ever wider sharing of your good news. Help us, Lord, to do the same thing through the love that we find in you and the power of the Holy Spirit now and forever. And all God's people said, amen.